Hello, and welcome to the In the Word podcast. This is the podcast that will help you to understand God's Word, build a stronger relationship with God, and develop habits that will help you love God and others better. And now, here's your host, Trevor Pope. What's going on, family? Thank you again for joining me for another episode of In The Word Podcast. I pray that all of you guys out there are doing great on today. Thank you for all of the support. I appreciate all of you guys uh, subscribing to the YouTube channel. I appreciate all the likes on the videos. I appreciate the sharing of the Eat Up Monday videos, the In The Word videos, the sharing of uh, this podcast. It has truly been a blessing to me. I appreciate you guys' feedback on some of the things that I've talked about. Um, it just it's truly been amazing and truly been a blessing. I am glad that I started this journey, uh, you know, that the Lord laid it on my heart. At one point, I felt like it just took me a little too long to get started, you know, that I should have started a lot earlier. But nevertheless, you know, God's will is what it is. Even if I drill, you know, drug my feet a little bit, you know, I'm thankful that the opportunity wasn't missed and that I'm able to, you know, sit down and on this podcast and just chop it up with you guys about different things that's going on, you know, in the world, in the church, in our lives, in the scriptures, you know, whatever, you know, whatever it may be, you know, that is, you know, the discussion of topic at the time. So thank you again, guys. I appreciate you, you know, and, and one thing that, you know, I've been kind of noticing and and this is something that I guess I've noticed the whole time that I've been in the church. You know, some of you may know that I've been in the church that I am now. I've been in there. I've been there for, hmm, I think this year would be like 18 years. That's the longest I've ever been in church when I was younger. You know, I would go to church, but it was kind of with my mother or my aunts once in a blue moon. You know, I shared my testimony in the past. I was hanging and partying and running and in the streets and stuff like that. So when they did, you know, have time to grab hold of me or I was close by and around, you know, they would have me to go to church with them. But as far as going to church on my own, uh, this is the longest that I've ever been in church. I've been in church 18 years. I've been saved 19 years. So, you know, I've been you know, I've been around for a little while now. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, you always kind of see that becomes an issue that really is is really important that we, we get this particular issue together. But you see it a lot. And that's the unity, you know, among the brethren, you know, the Christian unity, you know, the, the, the community uh, unity. You know what I mean? Um, it just seems to be something that in my course of time and being in the church, you know, a lot of times you just see a lot of division and sometimes it's over things that are not even doctrinal things that are not even necessarily scripture. Some things are just a matter of opinion. Um, some things are just a matter of preference. Um, but you, you know, you see it a lot and sometimes it's unfortunate because, you know, you see it divide churches, you see it divide families, you know, um, you know, it may cause people to leave a church and, you know, a foundational structure that they were used to, or that they, you know, kind of built their relationship on Christ on through the teachings and just through the fellowship with others, but because of some type of disagreement or not seeing eye to eye. And once again, you know, a lot of times on something that's not even doctrinal, you know, something that's not even, you know, commanded by the Lord, but just maybe a matter of opinion and a, and a matter of 
of, you know, how one another are, are, are living when it comes to their decisions. And I'm not talking about sin because we know, obviously, we should all be in agreement that sin is sin. But just, you know, just just on some of the things that, you know, it, you know, it could be something as simple as, well, I don't watch that. But, you know, you know, but you do. And I don't agree with you watching that because I think such and such, you know, just just stuff that may not necessarily uh, be you know, considered a sin, but yet, you know, there, there's just a lot of back and forth behind it. And that's what we kind of seeing right now when it comes to, you know, uh, the churches, you know, people opening up their churches, people keeping their churches closed. You know, it just seems like there's a lot of back and forth. And I think sometimes we don't understand, you know, how important it is for us to stay unified and stay on one accord and not allow, you know, things as such as that to divide us. Because once again, that's kind of a matter of, you know, especially if you're a leader, that's a matter of being led, you know, um, you know, more than it is like this is a commandment from the Lord. Or if you're not opening up the house of God for X, Y, and Z, that is a sin. You know what I mean? Because everybody has their different reasons of opening and not opening. But we know that being unified is super important to the body of Christ and to the movement of God. You know, I'm reminded in Psalm 133 and one, it says how good it says, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for, uh, for the brethren to dwell together in unity. And it, and if you read that, that Psalm, it breaks down, you know, how beautiful it really is because it's super important, you know, for us to be unified. So to see this going on, to see the back and forths, to see the judging, you know, um, when it comes to one another, when it comes to this particular situation, you know, it's just kind of unfortunate to see, but, you know, it, it is happening. But I wanted to read a couple of scriptures to you guys when it came to what the scripture said about unity and the importance you know, of being unified. First Corinthians one and 10 says, now I beseech you brethren by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Philippians two and two says, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded having the same love, being on one accord of one mind. So it just talks about this, you know, and there's, ton, there's probably like a hundred scriptures that deal with, you know, us as, as, as being saved individuals, being followers of Christ, the importance of us being on one accord and being of one mind. Another scripture that comes to mind, Romans 14 and 19, it says, let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. So we should never be at one another's throats. Everything that we do with each other should always be in a manner of peace and it should be always something that is edifying to us. It should never be something that is tearing one another down. And if you go back and read Romans chapter 14, you know it that particular chapter deals with us as being saved individuals having different opinions about different things. Like it's okay to have a different opinion about something that's not doctrinal. That's something that's not 
considered sin or, you know, something that is written out plainly in the scriptures. Like this is something that you are not supposed to do or that you should do. Like the, the scriptures give us the ability to have a difference in opinion. If you go back and read that chapter, you know, it talks about, you know, one eating something that the other is not, you know, like eating various things. One may eat this, the other may not. But that doesn't mean that because he eats it or you don't eat it, that he doesn't belong to the Lord. It talks about, you know, individuals, there's somebody that might be esteeming one day higher than the other, but that doesn't mean because he's esteeming that day higher than you are, that he does not belong to the Lord. Like these are small matters that are, you know, that deal with differences in opinion. And God gives us the space for that to, to, to disagree on certain things when it comes to our lives. Somebody may say, oh, well, you, you should have a bald head. You should never have, you know, and I'm just using this as an example. Um, you should keep your hair long and somebody else may say, no, you should keep it short, but that's a matter of opinion. And sometimes what you have is people will go back to certain scriptures and take them out of context to prove their point. And a lot of times it, 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 the things that they're saying are not doctrinal. Sometimes they're going back to situations where God dealt with a particular uh, people at that time and said, listen, this is what I don't want you to do. And they'll try to put that on you today. Like, well, you shouldn't be doing this and doing that, even though you could show them in the scriptures that clearly know that's not the case. But a lot of times it's just a matter of opinion and a matter of preference. But, you know, that's what we see going on right now. Now, you know, because basically you can't say why somebody's not opening, you know, or, or why somebody shouldn't be open because you got the people that are not necessarily going and not everybody, but you got the people that are not necessarily going to church right now, looking at the ones that do have the church open saying, listen, you know, you're wrong for that because you're going to infect the people, you know, you're going to get the people sick or, you know, whatever may have you. And then you may have the people on the other side of things that have the church open saying, oh, look, you guys, you know, are not operating in faith and, you know, all of these different things. But, you know, when you look at the scriptures, it gives us the opportunity to have a difference in opinion. And I think when it comes to this particular situation, whether you should open the church or whether you should keep it closed, I think from a leadership standpoint, you know, it's all it all depends on how you're being led. And I've talked about this in the past. Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six. It's all about acknowledging God in all of your ways and he will direct your path. So, you know, I can't sit here and say why another man is not opening open in his church. Like as far as, and I've shared this with you guys, as far as the church I attend, the one that I've been at for, for all of these years, we've been open the last eight to nine weeks now, I believe. And, you know, everybody has their mask on, you know, everybody is, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, purifying their hands on the way in. And, and guess what? You got some people that feel like, even in, in the midst of that, that there could be some things that are, you know, that can be done better as far as the fellowship goes. I mean, everybody's staying separate and things of that nature. But guess what? You got you do have some individuals that, you know, think about it. If you've been in church for any length of time, you know, hugging and things of that nature is just that's what the church is about is it's about love. It's about showing love. And sometimes you have individuals that 
that habit is hard to break. You know what I mean? You have some individuals you might want to go to give a fist bump to and they like, oh, come on, man. Ain't nothing wrong with me and and grab you and pull you close and hug you and things of that nature because that's just something that they used to. And and I'm laughing and not that it's a, a laughing matter as far as that somebody could possibly get sick, but I just understand it just being in church for so long and, you know, everybody just so used to hugging and and showing that type of love is just a hard thing to break. But by the grace of God, you know, we've been doing good. Everything's been fine. You know, we've been fellowshipping and having a great time. And, you know, you see a lot of, of the churches that are doing that now. But there are a lot that, that aren't. You know, you got some churches talking about, well, we're not going to open back up until maybe next year sometime, even though, you know, the government is even saying because some and the reason why I'm saying this, is because you have some that said, well, we'll shut down for the time being because, you know, of what the government and the CDC is saying. But now you have the government, you know, saying that, OK, um, it is OK to open, uh, but there still are people that are not opening. And am I saying that they are wrong for not opening? Not at all, because everybody has to be led, you know, but my thing is, is whether somebody's opening or not, we should not allow that to divide us. We should not allow that to, you know, cause us to call one another names and, you know, uh, talk about one another's salvation, because a lot of times people would get into, well, you must not really be saved or you don't truly have the faith. And, and guess what? Some of these type of situations will test your faith. That, that is a possibility that your tape, your, um, excuse me, your faith is being tested. But, you know, it's not for us to try to figure out and judge why a person is not having church or why they are having church, you know, unless they've come out and plainly told us. But, you know, you see a lot of division behind this. You know, you see a lot of people with a lot to say and we we're missing that is so important that we stay unified, especially in this hour, especially, you know, with the with the season that we're going into. There's a lot of things that's getting ready to happen. There are a lot of things that are already happening. There's going to be a persecution and it always has been there against the church. And some of these things that we're seeing that the government is trying to do and some of these different states are trying to do are small tests, you know, to see how far they can push it, you know, and we have to be careful with that because, you know, when you look in the scriptures, you know, there was times where the people of God had to defy the government. They had to defy what it was that, you know, these different councils and things of that nature were trying to do. Why? Because when it comes to the point of them going against the word of God, now there is a decision to be made. And I believe that those times are going to come. Like, do we obey the government or do we obey God? Because some people will say, oh, well, obeying the government is obeying God. That's not necessarily true. We're not talking about necessarily the laws of the land. We're talking about when their laws go up against what God law are. We talk about when what they're telling us to do goes against what God is telling us not to do. And we've seen that happen, you know, with Daniel. We've seen it happen with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We've seen it happen in Acts chapter four and five, you know, so when the government goes against God, the question is, you know, what do we do then? 
You know, do we can do we comply with the government, even though God is saying, no, that's not what I'm telling you to do. And we have examples in the Bible of that. So it's not like, we, you know, this thing has never happened before or there aren't saints before us that went through this. There are numerous examples in the Bible where the government or the councils, the leadership of the land, you know, tried to pretty much tell the people of God what they should be doing and what they shouldn't be doing. And that's what we see going on out in uh, California with the singing, you know what I mean? And that's why you have, you know, some of the churches defying that because they, they're feeling like now you're, you're, you know, some of the things you're asking us to do is going against what God is telling us to do. And I haven't dug all the way into that, but those are some of the things that I see that are happening. And, and a lot of those churches were complying with, you know, being closed for a little while and stuff like that. But once the government started trying to, or, or the state officials, started trying to like you know get them to do you know it's, it's kind of like they're testing them like let's see how far we could push this they said no we're going to kick back on this because we ultimately we are here um to obey god ultimately we are living for god we are not living for you if that means that there's a possibility that i may have to go to jail then so be it if there's a possibility that i may have to be killed so be it and we we have those examples in the scriptures even when you look at um acts chapter 5 uh verses 27 through 29 um you know they were pretty much trying to tell peter and them that they couldn't you know, preach the gospel. And when you look at verse 27, it says, and when they had brought them, they set them before the council and the high priest asked them saying, did not we straightly command you that ye should not teach in this name, talking about in the name of Jesus and behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. So they were just out there preaching about Jesus, preaching the truth, preaching what happened to him with the, you know, with him being sacrificed you know, crucified and him being resurrected. And, you know, they took a position on, listen, what you're going around preaching is bringing his blood upon us. It's making people look at us in a negative light. And, and think about it. That's what we have going on in society. You know, people don't want us to preach the gospel and preach what the word says, because they're saying, listen, you, you're, 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 you're causing our sins to be revealed. You're causing, you know, people to look at us and question the lives that we're living, but it's not us that are doing it's the word. So a lot of times, you know, some of these things that the government, the council, the leadership are asking to do has nothing to do with, you know, whether or not they're concerned about, you know, whether or not they're concerned about if you should be um, having service or because of the pandemic and things of that nature. A lot of times what these things are about is they really just don't want us preaching the truth because the gospel is going to cause them to, you know, the gospel is going to cause them to, uh, you know, be, hold on one second, guys. I don't know why this lady is standing in front of my car. Wow, guys, I totally, totally apologize for that. I didn't know what was just going on. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm at the park, uh, in the town that I live in and, you know, sometimes I record in the car. Uh, I record the podcast in the car and I guess some lady didn't like the way that I was parked. And mind you, it's like 11 in the morning. There's really nobody out here. But evidently she didn't like the way I was parked. Um, and she just while I would 
was was recording and talking to you guys. She she just came up to the front of my car and started taking a picture of my license plate. And I didn't know, I didn't really understand what was going on right away. So that's why I had to jump off and I cut my camera on, you know, just in case, uh, you know, because I didn't know what was about to happen or what was going on. But I cut my camera on and just started recording her just for my own um, protection purposes. And then I saw her take off and go to the booth uh, where we entered a park at and say something to them. But then she came back and parked right behind me. So she had space to park behind me. So I was, that was that was pretty crazy. But, you know, oh man, that was that that really. Yeah, that, that really kind of. Um, wow. OK. You know, but I, I just wanted to record it for my, uh, you know, for my protection, you know, just in case something was said to, you know, just in case something was said happened that didn't happen. I wanted to make sure I had everything on camera. I'm not one to post up any type of videos and stuff online of people acting up and stuff like that. So this isn't something that I'm going to, the video that I took isn't something that I'm going to post on my Facebook or nothing like that. But, uh, you know, I'm, I will keep it in my phone just in case something comes up later because that was, you know, that was kind of weird. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe, she didn't like the way that I was parked sideways, but like I said, there's plenty of spaces and she parked behind me. So she was still able to park there. So, I mean, if she would have just came and said she had a problem with whatever, I didn't have a problem moving, but for her to just walk right up to the front of my car and, you know, just start recording my license plate or taking a picture of it and then kind of like never looking at me as if I wasn't there. If she, if she would have just looked and said, what was the problem? You know, I wouldn't have had any problem moving if that was the case, but she parked behind me. So I don't know. Um, but, uh, I'll just keep that in mind next time when I come out here and park to record, but I've been living in this town 11 years. I come to the park to record or walk or whatever all the time. So, you know, yeah, that was, that was kind of crazy, but I'm sorry guys. Uh, that, that really threw me a little bit. But, you know, nevertheless, we're back. And, you know, I was just talking about how, you know, a lot of people in this country, because of sin, because of their lifestyles, truly, they just don't want us preaching the gospel. You know what I mean? Um, any any way that they can close the church or shut the church down, you know, they will do that. And I'm not saying that all of these individuals that are involved in asking for some of these laws to be passed or, or some of these these bans to happen you know, that those are their intentions, but believe it or not, a good majority they are because, you know, unfortunately they're not living according to the scriptures. They're not a living, they're not living according to how God would have us to live. So a lot of times it's just like what we see here with Peter and the disciples in Acts chapter five, you know, and I'll read that verse 28 again, um, when the council said saying, did not we straightly command you that ye should not teach in this name, meaning the name of Jesus and behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine. That's what people don't want. They don't want you know, this world filled with the Lord's doctrine and with his scriptures. And it says, and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Then, but this is the response of Peter. And I love it. Verse 29, it says, then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. So, you know, there are times in the Bible that, you know, the saints had to defy what the government was doing because what the government was doing was going against the laws of God, the commands of God, the things that God has asked us 
to do. And, you know, there will come a point in time that we may all be tested in this manner that we all may have to stand up together and say, listen, we're not going for it. And it seems that some of that is happening right now. Like the time for that is right now. But guess what? If we are divided, if we are at each other's throats, then how could we stand strong against those forces that are coming against us. And there was another scripture that I wanted to read, you know, when it comes to dealing with unity. And that was Matthew chapter 12, verses 23 to uh, 23 through 26, excuse me. Um, and it reads as follows. And all the people were amazed and said, is not this the son of David? Now they're talking about Jesus because Jesus was casting out devils. He was healing people. So the people were amazed and said, is not this the son of David? But verse 24, Matthew 12 and 24 says, but when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow does not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. So they're saying, listen, the, the reason why he's able to cast out devils is because of Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. In other words, they're saying Jesus is working with the devil to cast out other devils. And verse 25 says, and Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? So basically he's saying, listen, it's impossible for a kingdom to stand when it is divided against itself. And that's why it's so important, guys, that we strive to stay unified, that we strive to stay on one accord, because when situations like this begin to rise up in the future, and guess what? They may not begin to rise up because of a pandemic. The government just might get bold and say, listen, we tired of you singing certain songs. We're tired of you preaching certain sermons. And these things have already happened um, and have already been threatened to be passed. So what is it that we're going to do when these things happen? We need to stand up in unity and say, listen, for Christ, I live for Christ. I die. You know, I stand on the principles and the scriptures and the commands of Christ, even if that means that I'm going to be locked up. And listen, I'm here to tell you, I don't want to be, you know, locked up. I don't want to be a martyr, so to speak. But, you know, if that's God's will for my life, then, you know, no matter what, he that endures to the end shall be saved. I have to stand tall in what I believe in um, when it comes to Christ, you know, and that's what sometimes we as believers don't understand that the scriptures is clear that the world hated him. So it's also going to hate us. So the world is not going to cozy up to the scriptures. They're not going to be able to, I mean, excuse me, they're not going to begin to turn how they think about church and the scriptures and the things that we're preaching about. No, it's going to get worse. They're going to get even more offended. And when they do, what's going to happen then? They're going to try to find a way to stop us from preaching the gospel. So that's why it is so important, guys, that we stand strong one with one another and don't allow ourselves to be divided by anything, the devil, the system, who, you know, family, whoever, we have to stand strong and remain unified because if we don't, guys, you know, we're going to be in a world of trouble. But, you know, this is a, this particular matter isn't something that we should find ourselves going back and forth on and arguing about and things of that nature. What we should you know, what we should realize and understand is that, listen, everybody has to be led 
how they are being led. You know, they have to be prayerful in their decisions, especially as a leader, as a preacher, as a pastor. He has to really go before God and pray and say, God, you know, especially depending on the age group of his congregation, depending on the needs, the the illnesses, whatever it is that they have going on, you know, the things that they're praying for when it comes to individuals to be healed on that they may be still struggling with or, 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 or dealing with some of these things, you know, they have to be prayed about. Like, is it safe to open the doors or even, you know, or if it is safe to open the doors, are there certain individuals that we should ask not to come at this time because of some of these different situations? So it's a lot to it. And, you know, I said from the very beginning that, you know, whether it's yay or nay, you know, we it shouldn't be a, a division or it shouldn't be it, it shouldn't bring us to a point of where. We're pointing fingers at one another, you know, um, judging, you know, what one another's decisions are, you know, and I said that from the beginning, you know, but there are some things that I will say about it when it comes to, you know, opening or closing or staying closed, you know, um, if you are having service, my thing is just make sure God is leading you to have that service. You know what I'm saying? You know, you don't want money to be your motive. You don't want, you don't want yourself to say, oh, well, I got to have service because if I don't have service, then I'm going to lose my building or I'm going to have to shut down. That shouldn't be a reason why you're having service. You should be having service because God said, you know, it is time to open back up and have service. So money should most definitely not be your motive. You know, and another uh, thing is you shouldn't have the church open because of a pride situation, because of pride. And what I mean by that is some people will, you know, try to put on this persona like, yeah, I'm, I'm not afraid of anything. I'm I'm all about the Lord. And it's not because the Lord is leading them or because of their faith in the Lord. It's because they're trying to prove something to somebody else and prove to maybe another congregation or to another pastor, you know, that I'm not afraid of anything. I'm willing to die and this, this and that. But, you know, you should make sure that God is leading you. That should not be coming out of a place of pride because we've saw some individuals that did stay open, even some pastors that passed away. And I'm not saying that they passed away because they stayed open. And I'm not even saying that, you know, they, they contracted the virus in the church. And that's another thing that we have going on. We keep seeing these numbers come out from these state officials and government officials saying, oh, this many people got the virus after the church was open and things of that nature. But it's like, well, how, how do we confirm those numbers? How do we confirm those stories? You know, can we truly believe those stories? Because a lot of people that I've talked to that have had it or, or that I've known to have had it, a lot of them can't tell you when they got it or how they got it. So it's like, well, how do you know that some of these individuals got it from the church? And I'm not saying that they did not, but I'm just saying it's just so much that is going on. This is why it is important that we pray and be led when it comes to making these decisions, you know, and make sure that we're not opening up because of monetary reasons and make sure we're not opening up because of pride, because we're trying to prove to somebody or prove to the world, or prove to the church that we're not afraid of this virus. This virus isn't bigger than Jesus, which it is not. You know, our faith is in God. And even if we, uh, you know, catch the virus, we believe you know, that God is going to heal us. And there's many that I know that have been healed, but you know, you just want to make sure that it is not from a place of pride. You know what I mean? And also if you're a pastor that are, that is staying closed, or let's say you're a congregant that is staying home, you want to make sure that those decisions aren't out of fear. 
you know, that's the opposite of the of the spectrum. Like you don't you want to make sure that you are not staying home because you are afraid, because we know the scriptures is very clear that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love and of a sound mind. We know that perfect love casteth out fear. We know that fear has nothing to do with God. Fear all comes from the devil. You know what I mean? The devil wants to have you afraid because when you are afraid, you don't make great decisions. You don't make rash decisions when you are always in fear. You can't truly live live your life the way you're supposed to live. So we want to make sure, you know, if you are still closed and you're praying about this thing, that fear isn't gripping your heart or fear doesn't have you to the point or where you are afraid to open. You know what I mean? And we want to also make sure that, you know, uh, especially from a congregant standpoint, if you, you know, you're not the pastor, that you're not allowing this virus, you know, to be an excuse for you to stay home because you really don't want to go. You know what I mean? Because you got some people that's doing that. You got some people that, you know, they kind of went to church every Sunday or went to church when they did because it's almost like a tradition or they feel like, you know, in order for me to be good with God, I at least need to go to church every Sunday or sometime. So now with this virus, it's almost like, listen, this is my excuse, you know, not to go. So you want to make sure that that's not the case, you know, because that's not a good thing neither. So, you know, those are my thoughts when it comes to whether you're open or whether you close, you know, but I don't think it should be you know, I don't think we should be trying to judge a man's motives when we don't truly know whether his motive is pride, the reason why he's open, whether his motive is money or whether he's just trusting God and has his faith in God or if he's closed, if he's afraid or because we just don't know. But I will say, you know, let's show some grace to one another. You know what I mean? Let's be praying for one another. Let's pray for unity, because I'm telling you, with the things that are going to come at us, we're going to need that unity. You know, in order to stand strong because a kingdom divided against itself will not stand. You're going to have if we think about it, if the government come against us or or whoever came against us, let's say that we were all in a room together as save individuals and we needed to stand strong to get out of whatever situation that we are in. If some of us are divided in our stance with one another and we begin to tell these individuals or whoever, like, you know, those are the ones that really believe in whatever we, you know, we don't really believe in that. Guess what's going to happen? What's going to happen is, you know, because of that division, you know, we're not going to be able to stand as a whole. And guess what? Some of us will be persecuted because of the answers of others. And I believe that that's honestly what's going on. I think that's when the church is really going to come up against persecution is when, you know, those of us that truly believe in the word and those that pretended to believe in the word, the more the heat gets turned up and turned up, you're going to see that they didn't really have the faith in, in Christ that they said that they had. They didn't really have the faith in God that they said that they had. For some, it was monetary reasons. For some, it was power reasons. For some, it was, you know, the ability to, uh, you know, to be the leader of a large congregation and the benefits that came with that. The more that the heat is turned up, we're going to see that. And when these individuals begin that was considered the church or believed to be the church, begin to turn on the true believers with the rest of the world, I think that's when you going to see a lot more persecution and maybe possible physical harm come to the saints. So I just want to encourage you guys, listen, you know, really and truly stay 
you know, just just stay unified. Just stay praying for your brother and sister before you point fingers, before you say something you don't know what you're talking about. Pray for them. Ask God to lead and guide them because listen, God can do better for them than you can. You pointing fingers and assuming is not going to help this individual in their situation. What's going to help them and that can only truly help them and lead them and guide them and show them, you know, of their ways, whether good or bad is going to be the Lord. So I just want to encourage you guys, listen, let's stay unified. There is power and unity, and we're going to need a lot of it for the future things that are to come. I apologize once again for the break in the broadcast. It kind of threw, threw off some of the things I kind of wanted to talk about, um, you know, but, you know, by, by his grace, I was able to get in what I really wanted to touch base with you guys on and talk to you guys about. But pray for me, you know, pray for this country, um, you know, just as a whole for for blacks, for whites, for just all of us as a whole, because it's just a lot of crazy things going on. You know, even the situation that I experienced today, you know, you're seeing a lot of that happening where, you know, it's just, it's just getting a little out of hand. You know, um, I don't know what this lady went over there and told the people at the booth, but, um, you know, they, nobody came and said anything to me, but you know, these, this is just what it is. This is the world that we're living in. And this is why I'm saying that, you know, this world in itself as a, as a whole, it's passing away. That's in the scriptures. You know, it's not going to get better. Things are going to get tense, you know, between the government and the people racially, um, you know, unfortunate in the body of the, in the body of Christ. You know, we got the wheat and the tears, you know, it's just going to be, it just is what it is, guys, you know, but we have to stand strong. And this is why we have to pray. You know, when we get up in the mornings, you know, we have to try to get some scripture in us, pray, because guess what? You know, there's going to be things that's going to come at us in the course of the day that if we're not prepared for, they can throw us for a loop and they can cause us to get out of character, you know, through offense. You know, I, I mean, I, I felt offended by what she was doing, but by the grace of God, I didn't react, you know, to her and say anything to her to, um, you know, to escalate the situation. You know what I mean? I, I just, you know, let her know and see that she was being recorded, you know, just in case she decided to do something outrageous and crazy. But listen, guys, I love you. Like I said, please pray for me as I do the same for you guys. I appreciate you guys joining the podcast. Um, once again, it has truly been a blessing for me, for you guys to allow me to pour into you guys and talk with you guys and chop it up with you guys and even hear what you guys think about some of the, the topics that I've brought up and talked about. I appreciate that as well. I appreciate all you guys' honesty, whether you agree with something that I'm saying or not. Uh, that is truly been a blessing for me also because this is what it is all about so know that i love you guys and until the next time we hop on the podcast together shalom